Welcome to this episode of Danzanru Origin Stories, where we ask members of our Danzanru community to share about how they got started in the arts, their origin story. I'm your host, Hilary Kaplowitz, Sensei of Pacific Jiu-Jitsu Kai and a professor of Danzanru Jiu-Jitsu with the American Judo and Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We're joined by Professor Cheryl Hager of the American Judo and Jiu-Jitsu Federation and Sensei of the Reading Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Reading, California. Welcome. Hey, it's good to be here. Terrific. Well, let me just go ahead and jump into the first question, which is, so how long have you been training in Donzonru Jiu-Jitsu? Well, uh, physically training, I'd say, um, or officially when I was about uh, anywhere from five to seven years old. I was often on the mats from the time I was like a year and a half years old, uh, since both my parents were um, were studying jujitsu under Professor Ball and um, Sensei Mike Byrne. Um, so uh, approximately, you know, 55, 57 years around there plus. Wow. <laughs> so. Yes. Yep. Well, uh, I know you you really grew up in Donzonru. Um, this next question might be kind of tricky then, because I wanted you to tell us about your first day in Donzonru, like how old you were, where, and who was the sensei. But maybe if you have an official first day or the earliest memory. Um, the earliest memory I have of an official class, um, I had received my gi as also part of my um my, my Christmas present because I would be able to start classes on my next birthday. And my birthday is actually not until May. I believe it was for Christmas. It could have been a birthday present. I don't remember what. I was pretty little. Mm-hmm. But I got my gi as my present. And I, and I was so happy that I was going to get to actually be on the mats in, an, in um, a formal format. So that was exciting for me. Um, I was a dojo rat, so I was running around the dojo in my diapers, watching bullwinkle cartoons in the dressing rooms and doing rolls on the mat and around and doing yawara with my mom and dad and all the times before that, you know. So, um, but that's my first recollection was being of a, an official class was getting my gi so that I could join the classes. And that was exciting. Do you remember how old you were? Um I thought I was seven, but my mother mm. keeps saying that I was five, but I <laughs> thought I was seven. So we have a discrepancy there. <laughs> and then, so was this at the Reading Jiu-Jitsu Academy? Or? It was, yes. And at the time we were over on Butte Street. That was our second location that we had had. We were originally in the um, Shasta College gym, um, mm. wrestling gym. Um, and when I was running around at first, and then we had our first official dojo, on Butte Street here in Reading for the, and at that time it was called the Reading Judo Academy. And then at that time, who was the sensei? The school head was my father, Jim Dean. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then my mother, Jane Dean at the time, which is now Professor Carr. So, um, so now we know a little bit about how you started. And I mean, again, the question might be a little bit tricky because this next one is what made you want to start in martial arts? Why did you want to start training? You know, I was the one that was on the side of the mats running around the dojo and I'd see these bodies flying in the air and I just thought it was beautiful. And 
you couldn't keep me off the mats. And I've always been very physically orientated. And um, for myself, the dojo family was my family. I grew up with Professor Tom Ball being my dad's best friend as um, calling him Uncle Tom. And both mm-hmm. he and Jan, they were all very close. And, um, and they were clear up until my dad passed away. And so, and my mom still is very close with Professor Ball and Jan. And, and so am I. But I would say it was primarily because I saw the beauty in it and the simplicity, but, and even the complexity. But I just wanted to be on the mats so bad. I would just lay on my stomach, even doing homework and just so I could get on the mats. And if I were ever to be punished, it was, you couldn't go to jujitsu class today. And that, that just crushed me. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that was it. It was primarily, I just saw the beauty. I'd see people flying in the air and I just wanted to fly too. Mm. So the next question is to describe your earliest memory of jujitsu training. So maybe you can tell us about like the first time you learned uh, STEMI or Uara or something along those lines? Well, it's funny you should ask that because that's pretty much what I was thinking about. Um, one thing that really crossed my mind, I was learning how to do a mute yoko STEMI, which um, a no-hand STEMI. And um, Professor James Musselman was in class that day. And um, I was told I, I was to try and do the STEMI and they had been instructing me on how to do it. And I just looked at him and he said, no, I'm not <laughs> going to do it. And he said, Miss Dean, you will do this. And I said, no, I will not. <laughs> and uh, so finally he sat there and he was talking about with confidence and, and everything. And at that moment, it, it almost appeared as if my body just did it. And I swear to this day that he threw me mentally to this Mm -hmm. day. That's how it felt. And from then on, you couldn't stop me from doing it. But um, I honestly don't even know how I did it. But the interesting part about it was, you know, that always stuck in my mind how he connected with me. And I was telling one of my students this story. In fact, it was Jay Kalasek years and years and years ago. And then one day we went to camp and if Professor Musselman didn't sit there and tell that same story to my student, like Hmm. over 40 years later, that was incredible to me. So that's that for myself, that was a very good touching first experience with learning how to fall. Wow. Thanks for sharing that story. Um, I wanted to now ask you, uh, like what's your favorite list or technique to practice? If I were to say a technique, gosh, you know, it's hard because I always say I take the technique that's the hardest for me to do. And I make that my favorite. Um, So they all become your favorite, but I would Mm -hmm. say that there's one in particular that holds a very special place in my heart and that's Hani Goshi. And, um, I remember trying to learn how to do it. And the only person I had to learn or to practice on was my mother. And she was like throwing a brick wall at the time. Hmm. And I was so frustrated with it. And then the day I received my green belt, she came on over and she's, you know, 
said, okay, throw me. And I just went on over and I threw her Hanigoshi like I've been throwing it perfectly forever. I think it was just my confidence at that moment. And ever since then, it's been my favorite. Uh, that's great. I, do you remember how about how old you were? When I received my green belt? Uh, gosh, I think I was probably about 10, mm. right around there, about 10 years old, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to imagine it, you know, if, if you were as a kid throwing your mom. Just... <laughs> she was, she was like throwing a brick wall. <laughs> she was very grounded. And, and if, um, I don't know if you remember seeing any photos of her, um, when she was younger, mm. very full figured, you know, mm. and, uh, she used to be about five, six and a half. Mm. And I mean, even to this day, I'm only five, three and a half. You know, and back in at that time, I was probably maybe not even like five foot, like four, eight, mm -hmm. five foot tall. Yeah, but she was very busty, very, very full figured and um, a larger, a larger figure. Yeah. And she's mm -hmm. a lot, a lot more slight now than she used to be. Mm -hmm. so. Well, so my next question kind of goes into like the, those challenges um, to ask you what, what do you have found to be the most challenging thing about training? Honestly, um, you know, when I was coming up, after, I was a showdown for 10 years before I even decided to take my black belt or my need on exam. And um, I had moved down to Southern California. Um, and at that time, uh, there weren't many people to really work out with, or at least I didn't know where the venues were. I had to seek out people to work out with. I found um, the Petrelli brothers. Um, and I found um, uh, Shirley Otis and I found, you know, Dave Martin, people that were spread out and in individuals and um, even um, Professor Hudson's ex-wife. I found her and worked out with her out in, on her um, sidewalk one time. <laughs> we mm -hmm. put a little mat out there. So it was it was it was primarily difficult to find people to work out with. Um in the time um, during those ranks, but I always found a way. And so at that time, I also worked out in Kempo quite a bit and everything. But if anything, I found that through studying another martial art, how much more I really loved Don Zanru and especially for um, the concepts and the character development and the people. Um, so that was a good learning experience, but I would say otherwise, um, I think my biggest hurdle has been to find balance because I could be on the mats 24 hours a day. So I would, you know, sometimes it's hard or difficult to balance family time, dojo time, massage time, work time, you know, and um, eventually I overcame that for the most part because now I do massage all day and I'm still doing Don's on Rue and, and I'm doing, and I'm in the dojo all day. So that has helped with that conflict, but I think that overall has been my biggest struggle. Mm -hmm. I just want to be on the mats all the time. <laughs> I, I hear that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, well, so now tell us about the proudest moment in your jujitsu career. Oh, gosh, that one's kind of 
multi-layered too. Um, you know, you're always proud of your students when they have a huge accomplishment. Um, and, you know, when they reach, reach certain levels, you know, I've, I've, always, I've been very proud of my students when they've reached, you know, not only their black belt, but I recently had another one, um, like with um, since uh, Professor Nerissa received her professorship. That was huge. I'm proud of all my students when they receive their next ranking and, and, and continue on. Um, but, uh, and, you know, also of my mother when she received her professorship. But I think overall, if I had one to pick out of everything, I would say, you know, because Don Zonru was a huge, huge um, instrumental effect on my, on my father. And um, he had Alzheimer's. And when I saw him walk up, I, I took him to the convention. It was later than his 50 year where he would have received his pin. But to watch him walk up and receive that award for his 50 year pin with his mm -hmm. Alzheimer's was probably my proudest. Mm -hmm. uh, that's wonderful. You've got all sorts of um, memories of your students and your parents and your family. It's all, I like how it all, uh, you know, comes together. So, um, so now I, I find this question kind of almost silly to ask you, but um, after all these years of training, what is it about jujitsu that keeps you interested? Oh, a good multi-layered one again. Um, the people are pretty much it. Again, Don Zanru has been my family. Um, whenever I needed anything, uh, Professor Ball was always there. Um, when I was a teenager going through things, Professor Ball and Jan would have me go up to their camp, you know, to their home and stay a week or two to get my head together, that sort of thing. You know how confusing teenage times can be, <laughs> but mm -hmm. it was, um, it was the family. That's, that's one huge layer right there. I, I enjoy seeing students overcome and, and set boundaries and overcome them and to get that light going on in their head and to see what they've accomplished and to feel successful. That to me is a, a high, high, high degree of my interest. And it just gives me such pleasure. But, you know, you can sit down, if I look on, an, on a technique level or as a system, it, it's never ending. I call it the kaleidoscope of motion. Every time you dig deeper and you look deeper into the sciences of what we do and the simplicity of the techniques, it, it grows and it never ends. It never ends. And so it always keeps my mind active. It keeps my body active. Um, and again, it even helps me feel successful when you, when I find out things, Hey, I didn't know I could still do that. Or I didn't know if I'd ever be able to do that. And wow, I can. And it makes you feel very good and accomplished. So um, just to explore and to find out that you um, can achieve something you never thought possible. It's, it's very empowering. And yet at the highest standard, I think what it is, is I learn something about myself every day. Hmm. I just love everything you just said. And, you know, I always enjoy training with you and, and your outlook on the, on the techniques. And I'm so excited to have class tonight so that I get to, I get to train. Um, 
this next question is uh, if you could go back in time and give yourself advice early in your jujitsu career, what would you say to yourself? Well, you know, it, it's, it's funny. I think primarily what I would say is Cheryl, why did you wait so long on, on certain, certain things? I, you know, as I stated earlier, I was a showdown for 10 years before I even decided to take my need on exam. I was raised so strongly on not to be rank hungry and to, um, I wasn't, and I, and at that time it was like, I was comfortable where I was at. I was too comfortable where I was at to where I wasn't even too much more challenged. So I would say challenge myself more earlier. Um, I was just very comfortable in digging into all the techniques from, you know, all the way up to Shodan. And I was like going, wow, there's so much to learn here. Why go forward? And then one day I was at, I think we were at a convention in Sacramento. And I walked up to Professor Congestry. And I said, Prof, I have a really hard time getting my students to test. I don't understand why. What is there anything you can do to help me to encourage them? And he said, I'd look in the mirror. <laughs> he said, <laughs> you know, people learn what they live. And I just kind of looked at him and went, huh? And I went, oh, he said, girl, you need to get your butt in gear and you need to get that need on. They will learn from you and then you will go forward and then you'll have more to give them. And I took those words to heart and I continued and I haven't stopped since, you know, and so if I have anything that I would tell myself, it would be that sooner. Mm. That's, uh, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing all of this. And mainly my last question is, is there anything else you want to share about your origin story or your experiences doing Don's on Rio Jiu-Jitsu? I think it's a wonderful journey. Um, I plan on being here for a very, very, very long time. What I, what I would say is to be, is for, to be patient with yourself and be patient with others and um, just enjoy the moment, enjoy learning about yourself and apply all those concepts in our key home to your everyday life. And it'll never steer you wrong at all. Oh, that's great. Those are wonderful words to leave us with. I so appreciate your time today and sharing your origin story. Well, thank you for having me.